You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. So, so let's, let's start with our message. Uh, again, we're on week three of Fantastic Four. And uh, this, we're, we're, we're peeling back like this onion. Every time I think of like onion, I think of Shrek, right? Like, no, just me. Okay. I got two kids. That's my excuse. Um, but I, I think about like how there's different layers, right? And, and so we started this journey on, uh, on four things that, that we believe that God desires for each and every one of you in this room. And so week one is that we believe that God wants you to know him. And so we talked about knowing God. Week two was finding freedom. Um, and that was, man, that was powerful last week. And so uh, this week we're looking at uh, discovering your purpose. God has a purpose for you guys. And we're going to talk about that this morning. So, uh, got a couple verses and then we'll pray. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. If you don't have your Bible, it's right there for you. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness, <clears throat> so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild, and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He, he created them. Here, here's what's encouraging to me is that you were created in the image of God. And, and here, here, here's what's more encouraging to me is that if he created you in his image, uh, guess what? He knows you intimately. And so he, he, he knows your gifts. He knows your talents. He knows your strengths. He knows how you were wired, and I think that's great news. He knows you. Now we'll fast forward to Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, last one. And it says this, not that I have already obtained all this. And so Paul, he's the author here, and he's referring to what he wrote in a couple verses prior to this. But he said, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. So he's saying, I'm not there yet. I haven't got it yet. But he says this, but I press on to take hold of that. Come on, say that. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And what, what I love about this verse is that Paul, he, he, he's saying that there's, this, there's something uh, that Jesus, um, there, there's some, a, a way that Jesus reached out and, and he pursued us. And what I love about what he's saying here is that it's not that Jesus pursued us, but Paul is saying, I too want to pursue what Jesus was pursuing. And what's amazing to me is that Jesus, he lived a life of servitude. He lived a life of selflessness, right? But I think above all else, the one thing that I believe that Jesus displayed was he was intentional with his purpose. That Jesus, he had one, one job, to come down to earth to die for you and for me so that we can spend eternity with God. And he was so purpose-oriented. Jesus had a that. And Paul, he, he's writing and he's saying that I would take hold of that. That which God, what, that which Jesus took hold of me. And so this morning, I want to talk to you from the simple subject, what's your that? 
What's your that? What's your purpose? Why are you here? What's your that? Let's pray one more time and we'll get started. Father, we love you. God, I thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to to come here this morning, God, and to to just worship you freely. Father, I pray that you would just uh, speak through me right now, God, with this uh, remaining time that we have together. God, we thank you that you have something to say to each person. God, we don't want to leave the same way that we came. We want to leave better. God, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world when we leave. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Do you guys love discovering something for the first time? Like something good, like not anything bad. Like discovering something good for the first time. Uh, especially as a kid, you, you discover, <coughs> excuse me, you discover things a lot. For instance, the tooth fairy. I hope there's no kids in here because I'm about to blow its cover. Um, <laughs> um, the tooth fairy. My son, he never, he never, like we never did the tooth fairy thing for him. Like my wife and I think that we do enough, right? Like giving him shelter and food. Like, and so... <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, kind of. And so, 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 uh, so, so, so the tooth fairy, like we've never done this tooth fairy thing, but apparently people at his school must have told him about the tooth fairy, right? And so he loses his tooth, and um, I mean, we knew that he lost his tooth. Uh, every night I go and, and pray for him, I tuck him into bed, and I went to put my hand under his pillow, and, and I felt like, I felt like a tooth. I was, I pulled it out and it was his tooth that he lost like a week ago. <laughs> and I, I was like, buddy, how long has this been here? <laughs> He's like, since I lost it, I'm like, oh, dude. I said, you, you got to tell mommy and daddy when this happens. Uh, just so, because we, we can tell the tooth fairy, right? Like, I got sucked into the lie and... and <laughs> And so, so, he, he, so, 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 so he told me that he had the tooth fairy. Uh, the next day we put something underneath his pillow and he, he looked and he was just like. <sighs> like discovering something. I think that there's a joy to discovering something that is beneficial to your life. This morning... I want us to discover why we have a purpose here on earth. Because I think that if we can discover that, we'll discover a joy. This moment, just like my son did, discovering, discovering. So this morning we're talking about discovering your that. I love this quote. It's by Mark Twain. It's in your notes. It says, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. Isn't that so true? Two most important days is the day that you're born and the day that you discover why in the world I was born. Why you were born. See, this morning, no matter where you are, whether you're here this morning and, and you would consider yourself a Christian or, or, or whether or not you're, you're over here and you're like, I'm not really a Christian, I kinda, I don't, I'm just kind of 
you know, filling things out. We're, by the way, we're so glad that you're here. Um, it, and, and, and so no matter what spectrum that you're on, he, here's what I believe wholeheartedly. <clears throat> that you were uniquely created with and for a purpose. So no matter where you are at on this spectrum, whether you're here as a Christian, you're not a Christian, it doesn't matter. I believe that when God created you, he created you for a purpose and for a reason. We, I love the verse in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. We might have it on the screen, we might not. But it says, uh, for we are God's masterpiece. Have you ever wondered how God views you? There it is right there. Well, John, you don't know my past. I've done so many crazy. Hey, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long, long ago. So despite what you may have been told, from the very beginning of time, before you were even a sparkle in mommy and daddy's eye, hey, (laughs) let that sink in because we all know how babies are made. Before you were even a sparkle in your mama and daddy's eye, he formed you. He molded you. He he created you. You were given a that, a that in which you are to discover, but not just discover, but grab hold of. Like what Paul was saying, that we would grab hold to a that. In fact, the Bible is full of men and women that discover and take hold of that. Did you know that? Moses, excuse me, Moses, God showed him his that. God said, Moses, your purpose is to free my people from Egypt. And Moses had a decision. And he grabbed hold of that. He grabbed hold of that. Esther, I've called you, Esther, What if you were created for just a time as this? Her purpose was displayed in front of her, and she took hold of that. Here's one, Mary. God said, Mary, your purpose is to be a mother. Hey, can I just say that your purpose doesn't have to be ministry-oriented. You could just be a mama, and and you could be living out the purpose which God has created for you. And, and, and he said, Mary, your purpose is to be a mom to Jesus. And she took hold of that. She took hold of it. Before the beginning of the time, man, I love this. God said, I need someone like you to do what only you can do. I'll say that again. From the very beginning of time. God sat back and he said, I need someone like you to do what only you can do. And so he formed you in your mother's womb. And while he was forming you, because he knew what he's called you to do, he placed all of the the gifts and talents and tools that you need in order to fulfill what he's called you to do. And so he formed you. He put all the things that you need inside of you. And then he sat back. 
And he said, well, let's see now. Let's see now if they'll discover and grab hold of what I've called them to do. This morning, you have to know that you have a that. Your that is different than my that. My that is different than your that. But your that is no much greater than my that or vice versa. You have a that. Turn to your neighbor tell him, you got a that. Come on, turn to your second choice and say, you got a that too. <clears throat> this morning, I want to give you three ingredients that make up your that. Three ingredients that make up your purpose. And I believe that when, when, when you discover these three things, like your purpose of why God created you, it becomes more, um, more evident and more clear. So here's the first one. For all you note taker, fill in the blankers. Number one, unique gifts. Unique gifts. When God created you, he placed uh, two types of gifts in you. He, he placed inside of you natural gifts, and then he gave you uh, spiritual gifts. Now, the natural gifts, those are, those are a bit obvious, right? Those are the things, uh, those abilities that, that you have that uh, just come natural to you, come easy to you. Those things that you try and you just get it instantly. Those natural gifts. In high school, I always wanted to believe that one of my natural gifts was um, athleticism. <laughs> and, so, and so I would try hard. The mile. You guys remember running miles? So like I would try hard to run a mile. But I, I, I can't. I get cramps. I get tired. Like I want to die. <laughs> like it's hard. The struggle is real. And, and all throughout high school, like I wanted, like I thought that was, I wanted it to be my natural gift. Like I would run a mile and I could never run a mile under nine minutes. I know that's horrible. And I would try, like I would stretch and I would train and I would, I would do, and it just wouldn't happen. And then I would have my buddy who came, he just finished an extra large pizza and soda. He doesn't even stretch, he just puts his pizza down and runs. And he runs under six minutes, five minutes. I'm like, I hate you. Like, <laughs> your natural gifts. See, and here's what's interesting about your natural gifts is that if you're not careful and if you don't identify what your natural gifts are, you are going to think, you're going to, excuse me, you're going to spend time on trying to develop a gift that God's never really placed over your life. And you'll spend so much time trying to be an athlete, so much time stretching, so much time trying to do your thing that you're, you're, you're spending your time and, and you're sidetracked off of what God has placed inside of your life. You have a natural gift, gifts that God has placed inside of you. I think that it would be wise to, at some point today, write down some gifts that you think you have. Gifts that God, 
from the very beginning when he formed you that he placed inside of you. You got natural gifts. The other thing is the spiritual gifts, and, and those spiritual gifts, those are um, when the, these are the gifts that, that the Holy Spirit gives to you, and, and these are things that you're not born with. These are, these are gifts that the Holy Spirit has, has, wants to place inside of you. And so the moment that you make a decision to follow Christ and are filled with the Spirit, then all of a sudden these gifts that he's placed inside of you come up. He's placing spiritual gifts inside of you. What I love about spiritual gifts is that these spiritual gifts, they're not for you. Like God placed them inside of you so that you can make a difference in someone else's life. See, our natural talents, like our natural abilities, we, sometimes, a lot of the times, we use them for our own benefit, right? But these spiritual giftings are set aside just for the uplifting of someone else. Spiritual gifts. He's placed spiritual gifts inside of you. Now, check this out. Shameless plug. We want to help you with your spiritual gifts, and we want to help you with the way that God has wired you. And so, we started this thing called Grow Track. And we take three weeks, three weeks of, um, it's four weeks, but, but three of the weeks are, we're, we're just helping you to, to pull out and to identify the way that God wired you. And, and last week, we actually did, uh, it was our uh, Discover Your Purpose, and, and we did personality tests assessment. We did a spiritual giftings assessment. And what's amazing is that when people discovered their uh, personality the way that God wired them, and then they discovered their spiritual giftings, a lot of people were shocked that, wow, my personality sets me right up for the spiritual giftings that he's, it's like God knew what he was doing. Isn't that amazing? And so we want you to be part of that. We, we want you to, to be part of Grow Track to help you uh, discover what it is he, uh, he, God has called you to do. And so uh, we are, excuse me, number one, unique gifts. Unique gifts. Three ingredients that make up your that. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, number one, unique gifts. Number two, holy passions. Holy passion. Holy passion. There is something that God has placed inside of you that should develop a passion. But not just develop a passion, but motivates you to accomplish great things in your life. God has given you a passion. He has given you passions in your life. He, he's, given you, um, he's given you these passions, but, but in order for these passions to be holy, because how many of you guys know not all passions are holy. But in order for those passions to be holy, we need to sanctify our desires. Now, here's what that word sanctify means. It literally means just to set, to set apart for what God wants to do with it. So, so we have these, these passions, but, but we, need to, we need to sanctify or set apart our life. And say, God, here, here's all of me. And lay it all down. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12, he, he wrote this. 
And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. In verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so, as we set ourselves apart, as we, as we set ourselves apart, God, he, he, he uses this and, and, it, and he consumes all those unholy desires, those unholy passions, so that what's left are these passions that he's placed inside of you to pursue. See, I think that this is a, a very important step, this idea of what Paul is writing, of, of laying down your life. Because how many of you guys know that there are things, at least in my life, that God needs to consume? There, there, there are some anger issues in my life that he needs to consume. There is some resentment in my life that he needs to consume. And so it's my job to say, God, here, I'm laying it down. I'm laying my life down so that you can, we talked about this last week, pull things out of my life that are not what you desire. And I think this is a critical step because a lot of us, we have these amazing gifts, these amazing talents, these amazing passions, but we never let God take care of these unholy desires and characteristic flaws. And so what, what happens is that these, these character issues that God wants to work out on us, they, they kind of put a lid on opportunities that we have for our gifts. And so it's so critical, it's so vital that we get to this place where, where we can just say, God, here, I, I lay myself down on the altar so that you can consume everything that's, that's not right inside of me so that those passions that you place inside of me, that they can flourish. I just sat on my water. <laughs> Woo! Y'all don't judge me with that wet spot now, okay? <laughs> my goodness grief. Holy passions. Holy passions. He's placed some passions inside of you. He's placed some passions inside of you. One holy passion that God has not placed inside of me is world missions. Like, some, I have a lot of buddies who are from different continent, whatever they're called, and <laughs> countries, continents, they're just, they're, they're, and, and so <laughs> they're always like, hey, John, like, you should come and, and you should just do it. I'm like, I'll go. But I'm not passionate about it. You know what I am passionate about? The passion that God's placed in my heart? Local missions. Like he's put like a passion, hence why we started a church. Like he's put, he's put a passion inside of me to reach people far from God. 
There's something burning inside of me to know that while there's people outside of these four walls that don't know Jesus, like there's this passion inside of me that says, man, you got to do what any, anything that you can do, whatever you can do to reach those people. And that's a passion that he's placed inside of me. He's placed passions in your life. What is your passion? I think that's another thing you can do when you get home. Write down passions, that he, holy passions that he's placed in your life. Because he's put them in there. He's put them in there. And then he, Paul goes on, and I love this. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Fast forward. Okay, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I remember growing up, um, and I, so the reason why I told you about the, the missions is because I remember growing up, I, or actually in seminary, Bible college. I was in Bible college, and I would tell my friends, like, I'd be, I'd be like, hey, like, I don't think, I don't think I'm called to world missions. And they would say, don't you say that because God will take you and throw you in the Congo desert and you'll have to learn whatever language. And like I would, I would get scared. I would like, it would, but, but here's, here's what I've realized as, as I've, as I've grown in my faith is that my passions will reflect my gifts. Paul says right here, uh, he says that um, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Good, pleasing, and perfect. Come on, those passions. I know I'm, I'm reiterating myself, but like you just got to know passions. Like he's placed passions in your heart, holy passions. That are good, pleasing, and perfect to what he's called you to do. And so we're looking at three ingredients. Three ingredients that make up your that. The first one is unique gifts. The second one is holy passions. And the third one is confirmation. Now I think this one's vital. Confirmation. Uh, I, I, don't, I used to watch American Idol. Like, I don't watch it now. But I, I remember American Idol, like, when they would have, like, these people that would come up, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. they come up, and they're just like, yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would sing, and they're all, like, a different key. And the judges are like, It's amazing to me that the expression on these people's faces when the judges are like, man, you can't sing. You can't, and, and they get, they, they, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like they get all bummed out and they're all hurt that, that they can't sing. And they start crying. And you know what they, most of them say is this, but there's so many people that said, I have a beautiful voice. Right? Here's, here's the first thing I want you to know about confirmation. Not all confirmation is beneficial. 
Not all benefit, not all confirmation is beneficial. Listen to this. Confirmation is only as good as the alignment that it has to your gifts and your passions. I'll read that again. Confirmation is only as good as the alignment that it has to your gifts and to your passions. Because without alignment, you'll always choose to believe what people say rather than what God says. You'll always choose to believe what people are saying rather than how God created you. Confirmation. Confirmation. Going back to the American Idol, like whenever people say, but so many people love the way I sing and the way I sound. Do you ever ask yourself, like, who are these people? <laughs> like, I want to meet these people because they're deaf. I want to meet these people because they don't know what they're talking about. Like, who are these people? Here's the second thing I want you to know about confirmation. Good confirmation is found in good company. Good confirmation or I'm sorry, confirmation is all about the right people. That's your fill in the blank. But what I want you to know is good confirmation is found in good company. Not everyone should have the same access and authority to your life. Confirmation. So God, he, he takes your gifts, he takes your holy passions, and he uses confirmation and when those three wind up together, I believe your that becomes that much more clear. So this morning, you, you got some homework. What are, your, what are the gifts? What are the talents he's given you? What are some of the passions that he's placed inside of you? And then what have the right people said about you and I think that when you can do that when you can look at that I think your that becomes way more attainable and he has a that for each and every one of you this morning thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast remember we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5pm Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.